Ladies and gentlemen, black folks are finally leaving white churches. And this is very historical. And this has happened all throughout history. We were forced into Christianity, ladies and gentlemen. It was not something we chose. It was something that was forced on us. And if we didn't do it, you could lose your life. And many of our forefathers died in the name of Christianity. They were beaten in the name of Christianity. They were killed. They were raped. And all kinds of atrocities have happened in the name of Christianity. Well, many black evangelicals are now leaving white controlled churches and it is making the news. And the fact of the matter is this has been going on for hundreds of years. If you go back in the history and look. White Christians will make the claim that their churches are open to non-whites, but it is very obvious that there are differences if you go in those churches. This pattern has been going on and now they have to acknowledge it because they are noticing it in such a big way. Now, why now? Why is it happening now? People are really waking up. They're waking up. How do you go through racism Monday through Saturday, but on Sunday we are one and we worship together and everything's great. There's no racism. That's unrealistic. That doesn't happen. Of course, there's no racism. You know, I remember one white Christian woman said to me, oh, racism, people don't act like that anymore. How disingenuous and how dare you open your mouth and say some mess like that to me when you know that ain't even real. That's why I, I could never do that. I'm one that could never walk in the doors of a white church and worship with them. You can't be my oppressor on one hand, and then on the other hand, I'm worshiping with you. It, it just doesn't work with me like that. Now, there was a man. He was a free slave by the name of Richard Allen. He actually attended a white church called St. George Methodist Church back in 18, I'm sorry, 17. 86 and 1792. There was another black preacher by the name of Asalem Jones that also attended the church. They sat in the back. Well, one day in 1792, the white church members decided they didn't want no niggers there. During the service, they got up and dragged these two black men out of their church. And that's how they got thrown out. Doesn't sound very welcoming, does it? 
So after feeling like they were unwelcome, Allen actually started his own Black version of a Methodist church that he had organized. And some of you might have heard of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. That's how it began. He was not welcomed among a white congregation. So, ladies and gentlemen, every time slaves would try to gain their freedom, it was many of these white Christians that fought to keep them in slavery. They weren't trying to help them out of slavery. They were going along with the system and they were satisfied of the inequality that blacks were getting out here in society. So although he went on and started his own congregation, his own church, whites back then would not let black people have service unless white supervision was there. They thought black people would use the church to organize and come out against them. So although you had your black churches, y'all, white people had to come and oversee what's going on. Like we're children, <laughs> man, like we're some damn kids. We need a white babysitter. So this went on, y'all, for a long, long time. A long time. So for three decades, from 1830 to 1860, they were not allowed to have any service without white people being there. It wasn't until after the Civil War, African Americans finally broke loose from all of that white control in the church and they were able to have their own independent congregations without white people being there. So can you imagine that? Every time you had a service during the 17 and 1800s, white person had, or a white group of people had to be there to oversee everything. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. So what these folks have ultimately did, they made Christianity for Black people a very ugly thing. Today, ladies and gentlemen, in 2019, Sunday is the most segregated day of the week. It really is. On Sunday, many black people go to black churches and many white folks go to white churches. Although we're in a different era, the divisions are still there. Very much there. 
But, you know, all of the interracial churches in America are not gone at all. Okay. And it's hard to be in churches with white people when there's so much racial inequality that persists. And many of these white Christians are not proactive in stopping it. So, yes, it is going to take toll on how you feel when you're in those churches on Sunday. So what happened to Alan when he was dragged out of that church service? You know, that kind of stuff may not happen, but all too often uh, a high number of black people are feeling a certain way when they're in those churches now. You know, it's almost like the Most High has given them a sign. This is the time <laughs> to break away and get out of these churches. You, you've got to leave. You know, I want you to think about this. The people that you're sitting with in those churches and worshiping with, those are the people that were the offspring of the ones that came up with Jim Crow. They were the ones that took part, their forefathers took part in burning down black towns, large white mobs. They are the ones that lynched your forefathers. They are the offspring of the ones that practiced segregation and all kinds of workplace discrimination, which still goes on today. Why do you see news stories about a black employee and somebody coming along and putting a noose in the workplace? It still happens. Mass incarceration, the crack epidemic. You think those weren't Christians that did those things? You think those weren't Christians that used our babies as alligator bait? There is no possible way it is realistic for these integrated churches. Eventually, yeah, it's going to, the structure is going to fall apart because it's just too much inequality out here in society. And you just can't turn that off when you walk into a church. You can't. How can you turn that off? You can't. Okay, so white churches are reconciled with the reality should surprise only those who forget, you know, historically that this pattern has always happened. You know, eventually the black members will break off and go in their own way. And these are the folks that talk about family values. <laughs> I used to always laugh about that, y'all. When I was coming up and these white Christians would talk about family values, I would just laugh. When have they ever showed us any family values? I ain't seen no family values since they've been here. <laughs> Hmm. 
you know, they were talking that stuff up a lot when I was growing up, but they have since stopped talking all that family value mess because, come on, these folks don't have no damn family values. Get real. And they sure don't have none to be telling us. You know, they they are not in any position to tell us what family is and how we should be in family when they have historically spent the entire time separating the Black family. Black people have family values. And we would have strong family values if people would just simply leave us alone. But from chattel slavery all the way up to this day, they have done nothing but constantly separate the Black family. We have been separated by mass incarceration. When Black women first went on welfare, the man was not allowed to be in the house. They have done all kinds of things to keep our families just in disarray. Even during the crack epidemic, people went to jail, children went into foster care, and another major way to you know, divide the family. So we have gone through it all, ladies and gentlemen. And, and just like these cops killing our men and women unarmed on the streets, that's another way of separating families. You're killing a father, a husband, a brother, somebody that has a family. And you're now taking that person away. And usually it's over a bunch of nothing. They, they even shoot our men that are running away and they are no threat. So it's all to keep us in disarray, keep us disorganized, because they know if we come together and we are left alone, we're going to come up with something big, just like Black Wall Street. And they know it. That's why they want to keep a watchful eye over everything we do and everything we say and anywhere we're going, because it's always that fear that we are going to take this whole situation and put everything in our favor. But ladies and gentlemen, one thing that is real is our awakening. And I am so happy to see it. Even if it's in a small way, the bottom line, it is happening. That's one thing. Once, a, once we wake up, there's no putting us back to sleep. You can best believe that. But please, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for coming to my podcast. And please make sure you check each and every day for my most up-to-date podcast. I will be putting these out, you know, on a daily basis. And I always want your support in this whole thing because I'm doing this in addition to my YouTube channel. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for the kind voicemails and all of you favoring some of my podcast. It's deeply appreciated. It's definitely not going unnoticed. Peace, family. <laughs>